This is Owen from Bite Size Irish. Have a seat. Just settle down for the few minutes that we're here together. <laughs> and today we're going to have a little quiz, a fun quiz. It's not a school quiz. So let's have a bit of crack. On we go. So the way to take this quiz is as follows. There'll be around around 10 questions, depending on how many I get around to. And you rate yourself A, B or C, uh, given the answers I give. And really, it's all a bit of fun. So that's all we're going to do. So we'll crack into it. The first question, question one. What do you call the Irish language? Is it A, Irish? Is it B, Irish Gaelic or is it C Gaelic <laughs> okay this is all contextual of course it depends who you're talking with like if somebody you're speaking with uh, doesn't understand the phrase Irish that that's what we use in Ireland so it works absolutely fine in Ireland when we're speaking in the Irish language everybody knows what we know what we mean by I speak Irish but depending on your context around the world, some, well, a lot of people, most people in your circles might not understand that. So that's fair enough. So that's why I would default back, fall back to the phrase Irish Gaelic, because people who understand the word Gaelic at least will know, probably know what you mean, I think, by when you say Irish Gaelic. And it kind of... It gets rid of some ambiguities as well because the old Scots Gaelic, the Scottish Gaelic uh, language, if you just use the phrase Gaelic, it's not even clear if you're talking about the Irish language or the similar Scottish language Gaelic. And if you call it Gaelic, even though you're listening to this podcast, hmm, okay, on to the next one. Question number two, Kest uh, Ivredo. The last one was Keshtivrahain. This is Keshtivrado. Okay, so how deep have you dove? How deep have you dived in to the Irish language? Have you A. Attended all the immersion weekends in North America? B. Attended a lesson in the Irish language back in 2010? Or C. A. I'm not really a languages person. <laughs> so my point here is it can be scary to dive into immersion weekends especially so we we don't really get immersion weekends in Ireland as best I know there are courses definitely so Idisquail in Donegal is definitely uh, that's the most famous people fly in uh, into Ireland to take these courses especially around summertime and um, but there's a lot of Irish language lessons locally and uh, especially if you're in some kind of major city, chances are there's uh, some kind of course going on. You might have to do an old Facebook search or similar type of search. So if you have lessons anywhere in your area, please go to them. Like uh, learning a language in person helps you connect with the others, ask questions, 
uh, pick up the subtleties that you it's really hard to get online and the last the c answer of i'm not a languages person just hints at the fact that this is a choice this is a mental choice you can tell yourself oh sure i'll never learn the irish language because i'm not a languages person what's the point in even diving in and for me you should have a bit of fun along the way and it's not about comparing yourself to others around you although that's so easy like i did a languages course back in 2010 and i just remember comparing myself to uh, another guy who was taking the same course and thinking oh man he's like done up all these diagrams he knows what he's talking about he can he knows these cases i don't have the first idea what's going on and we're in the same class how is this not fair <laughs> so yeah don't compare yourself to others okay on to kest tree, but hold on a second i have a cup of potato to drink mm. oh yeah that tea is made with loose leaves so i don't buy tea bags really anymore i do use them uh, during the day at the office but at home uh, we've got loose tea and put them into like this capsule this mesh that holds it in and you can just dunk it in your mug and uh, have a cup of tea yeah it's good stuff okay kest ever a tree question number three how often do you practice the irish language how often do you practice speaking the irish language is it a I log into Facebook every day and coordinate with my friends to speak on Skype. And then we have a call on Skype to have an old Kirkle Cora, an old conversation. Answer B. I speak Irish with my dog. I tell my dog, see she is, sit down. Or answer C. I've no one to practice with. (laughs) Okay, answer A, like... There is a group, as far as I know, it's still active on Facebook where you can log in. You can tell people, hey, do you want to um, uh, speak on Skype and speak a bit of Irish? And here's the thing. Again, this is the scary thing, isn't it? It's putting yourself out there. You'll instantly feel when you think about that, you'll instantly feel I'm not good enough. I can only say I don't know how to hold a conversation. And that's the thing about conversation. It's like the last bit that falls into line when you're learning a language. But for me, it should be a a continual effort. I mean, how can you have a good first conversation if you haven't tried a hundred or a thousand times before it, right? With someone else. The second answer B, speaking with your dog. It's not actually a bad idea um, to use commands with your dog in the Irish language. You can look up words you can translate words ask at bite size irish um if you want pronunciation help and answer c about i've no one to practice with i've put this in because i hear it so often on at bite size irish so often we get emails from people saying the biggest challenge i have is i've no one to practice with guess what there are seven let's say billion people uh, here on earth there are give or take 5 million people in Ireland there are oh, give or take 50 million Irish descendants worldwide within those people uh, as part of those those groups of people there are people out there 
who are learning the Irish language. Like, for example, the thousands of people who've been learning Irish with bite-sized Irish since 2010. And it, it, if you tell me that you have nobody to uh, practice the Irish language with, for me, that's an excuse. You may not realize it, but you're putting up a mental barrier in your way you're stopping yourself making that real connection with your Irish heritage, that love you feel for Ireland and Ireland's culture. And what we have in mind with Bite Size Irish, I don't know yet what kind of form it will take. It might it might indeed be like um, kind of multi-week um, workshops where people uh, sign up to start together and work together and practice daily and reach a, a certain uh, point of conversation with uh, some structure thrown in. Uh, maybe that's how we can help you at Bites as Irish. We're definitely working on those ideas. Okay, on to Kesh Iver Akehar, number four. So, what is the last time you heard the Irish language being spoken? Is it A? Right now, I have Radio Nagoyaltachta playing in the background, even though I'm listening to the Bite Size Irish podcast. <laughs> Is it answer B? I heard it once on YouTube. There was an Irish language um, video on YouTube because they were uh, playing one of those pretty uh, weather girls from TG Cahar. <laughs> or is it answer C? Oh, I can't understand the Irish language. Why would I listen to the Irish language? <laughs> so for me, this is all part of the idea of immersing yourself in the language and in your culture. And yeah, there's there's definitely need for active learning. But it also really helps to be immersed in that. I know that, like going back to my Slovene language learning, because my wife Sasha is from Slovenia. And if I visit Slovenia after a year where I haven't been making the Slovene language part of my everyday, then it's a real shock when I get there. It's like, oh, I, I hear the language. It's almost like new again. Um, even though, yeah, my kids and my wife are speaking at home in Slovene. Certain, that's certain vocabulary they're using. And if I have been good and listening to the radio in Slovene um, in the months leading up to a visit to Slovenia, I can, I'm so much more tuned in. I know this helps. So I'll leave it at that. So a, a related question though. Kest Ivra Kuig, question five. How do you play Radio Nagueltachta online? Is it A... Oh, I have muscle memory. I just automatically put Radio Nagueltachta on, on my phone. I know where the app is. I don't even think. <laughs> is it answer B? I think I know where Radio Nagueltachta is online, but I'm not sure what the play button looks like. And answer C. What? They have Irish language radio? <laughs> so this is how to get immersed in the Irish language you can do it for free you can do it when you're doing other things you can play it when you're washing the dishes I don't know how you play your online radio you can even download podcasts if you want from Radio Nagueltachta 
But at least, maybe you can, after listening to this podcast, go search for Radio on a Gwaeltachta. I'll let you search that, spell it out. Google will fix it for you. <laughs> There's a CH in there. Gwaeltachta. <laughs> and um, go and play Radio on a Gwaeltachta. Okay. Kest iver a Question six. What do you do right after listening? To the bite size Irish podcast. Is it A. Listen to audio in a bite size Irish course? Is it B. Tell yourself, oh, I will uh, learn a bit of Irish uh, this week at some point? Or is it qu- answer C. I put on Joe Rogan podcast? <laughs> so, okay, I don't mind if you go to bite size Irish or not, but. I hope that with the Bite Size Irish podcast, you use the energy, the motivation you get from diving into this little part of the Irish language, around Irish language, and use that and use it as a as a spark for something that you go and listen to Radio Nagueltachta, for example. Um, take a lesson in the Bite Size Irish course, if you're a member. Just don't put it, don't say, oh, I'll do it on Sunday, because Sunday doesn't happen. It doesn't work. And then the third thing, if you jump straight onto the next podcast, well, you're losing that energy that you could be getting. Now, if you are jumping onto another podcast, I recommend the Blind Boy podcast. Blind Boy is a Limerick man. Um, so I'm recording this in Limerick. So Blind Boy is a Limerick man. Um, he is is in a band called the Rubber Bandits and they had an album they released I think in 2011. It's really funny. <laughs> he puts on a fake Limerick accent um, for the podcast but I uh, I love that he dives into more philosophical things in his podcast. So there you go. Do a search for that. So uh, where are we? Keshtiv Rashacht I would say. Um, question 7. What have you created using the Irish language? Is it answer A? I've made stickers of everything in my house. I've Irish language on the stickers. There's a sticker on my dog that says Madra. And I've got notebooks full of tables and phrases and pictures to help me memorize words and phrases and grammar rules that have come across in the Irish language. Is it answer B? Yeah, I picked up a pen once and I scribbled on some paper when I heard some Irish language in the background. Or is it answer C? Mm, I only use my phone. I just I, I use this app to learn the Irish language and I click next. <laughs> okay, so I wrote a blog post over the years. Um, it's called Creating is Learning. And for me... When you're producing something, you're synthesizing knowledge. And so when we're talking about learning the Irish language, you're synthesizing maybe words and phrases that you've learned, maybe a pattern, not especially a grammatical rule, but maybe a pattern you found between two phrases. You're like thinking, hmm, why is it spelled like this in both cases, in both of these instances? Um, 
so this synthesis, if you do this over the, a long period of time, for me, you're filling up notebooks, you're filling up knowledge, and you can resynthesize that. For me, I've got notebooks that I write my thoughts into and plan a bit, plan my year even, and it's not enough for me to just write in those notebooks. Sometimes I go back and read those notebooks, and I might even take new notes based on what I wrote like nine months ago. And that's resynthesis of information. And I've put a bit of thought into this, how to like basically improve my learning as the years go by. Uh, instead of just living my life and not taking anything from it, that at least I'm like building on sets of principles, uh, building uh, some self-identity, um, asking myself some deep questions and replying to those questions and working out the answers. Um, so for me, uh, this all speaks to the idea of creating and that's learning. Okay, on to Kest Ivrachocht, question 8. How often do you actively learn the Irish language? Is it A, I practice 5 minutes a day early in the morning? Is it? Answer B. I have a book and I think I opened it when I bought it. And or is it? Answer C. Oh yeah, I plan for that hour on Sunday afternoon that I'm going to study. <laughs> so we've kind of covered this already by another question, but um, kind of a, a practice that I've heard that doesn't work out, obviously, is this kind of idea of, oh, I'm going to, like, um, save up my time and do, like, an hour of study of the Irish language and I'll be so much better after that hour. And no, like, that hour on Sunday never arrives because you won't have the energy. Like, you'll, you won't even be able to face into an hour of learning. Like, an hour, that's already a, ridic a ridiculous amount of time to try to learn something new. For me, I think it's so much more valuable to be tuning into the Irish language every day and just get yourself into the habit. I've read this, uh, I've been reading this pretty popular book, I think kind of popular culture book called The Power of Habit and it's about setting habits and the author emphasizes a lot that habits um, work off cues. So it's like you're going to the gym. So you should maybe you'd be much more successful in uh, your building your gym routine if you tell yourself something like if you plan ahead and you say okay as soon as I get home I'll put the keys down and I'll go and put my running gear on or my gym gear on and that's so much more effective because you're building it into your routine compare that to oh yeah, like at some point during the evening, I'm going to put on my running gear and I'll go outside. Uh, yeah, uh, the scientists, the habit scientists have realized that no habits build um, on cues. So if you've got a practice like practicing the Irish language for five minutes in the morning, isn't that so much better than always putting it off and never getting to it in the end? Isn't that it? So on to... Question nine. We'll leave this as the last one. So this question, this question, this question is about how much you incorporate Irish culture into your identity. So the question is, how strongly do you identify as Irish? Are you A, 
the Irish friend, the person that your friend your friends refer to as the Irish friend, and you're growing a ginger beard, and you're a woman, and that doesn't even stop you. <laughs> or is it answer B? Oh, uh, you once bought a T-shirt in Ireland, and it said Pogue Mahone, and you think you have it in your wardrobe somewhere. Or is it answer C? Oh, I'm Californian. <laughs> So for me, it doesn't really matter what country you're from or what, I guess, what country you grew up in. The Irish language is part of something bigger and it's part of that Irish culture. It's a direct living link to the history of Ireland, the history of the people who lived in Ireland and who live in Ireland and their stories and people who spread across the globe from Ireland from different pressures. So it doesn't really matter where you live. Um, for me, uh, the Irish language at its core should be part of your self-identity if this is something so important to you that you do agree that the Irish language should be part of your everyday life. If the Irish language is not part of your everyday life and it's just something that you're slightly interested in, the only thing I'd ask then is, what got you so interested in the language? How come you even got curious by the language when most people don't ever get that far um so i would encourage you to make the irish language an active part of your self-identity for example if you're tweeting or facebooking share some irish language with your friends even if they don't understand the thing you're saying make it part of your everyday life so those that was the quiz how did you do if you answered a for most of the questions you're doing great and i think i've got a lot to learn from you <laughs> so let me know if you answer b to most of the questions you're on the right track i think you're following your passion and there's hopefully more steps that you feel now after listening to this podcast some inspiration some ideas for how you'll make the irish language let's say a deeper part of yourself and if most of your answers were answer c well you've got a choice don't you it's like just forget about the irish language don't have any expectations either about learning the irish language and yeah follow other passions you have but um maybe park it on the side and you never know you might come back to the irish language Okay, there's your quiz. If you want other people to take this quiz, point them over to episode 90 of the Bite Size Irish Podcast. Okay, on to listener questions or listener comments. And uh, this is a lovely part of the show for me because it gives me the chance to connect with you who are listening to the podcast and give you a chance to be part of the podcast. So we had a question, I believe in episode 89, from Paul about megalithic sites in Ireland and um, how how am I influenced by them and the landscape of Ireland and for me um, like I said I feel just a sense of wonder I guess because we don't even know what language uh, the people were speaking languages people were speaking when they built these megalithic tombs tombs and uh, created this megalithic art um, which are let's say around is it 5,000 years ago we're talking just roughly so there's a comment from Paul himself 
and then a comment from uh, Val. Here we go. Hello there, Owen. This is Paul again. I just finished listening to your answer to my question, and I wanted to thank you very much. Got a maggot. And um, <clears throat> just really, I really enjoyed your answer, by the way. It was very deep, and it sounded like you could definitely go a lot further with that, and I know that I could as well. So in terms of how I experienced the like megalithic sites, just a quick uh, side note is that I'm currently a doctoral student and my dissertation is going to be on um, how people experience the megalithic sites of Ireland and um, how that's like influenced their lives. So I'm just beginning that research and I'm really looking forward to it. But in terms of my personal experience, I've definitely, I think I mentioned this before, that I've been to uh, Newgrange, and I saw that curbstone, um, I think it's curbstone 51 or 52, that's right up front, right in front of the, anyway, doesn't matter. Um, I actually got a, t a tattoo of the, the triple spiral on my on my left arm, that was the first tattoo I got, um, and there are more places I've been around Ireland that I just can't wait to get back, I feel her calling every day, and I'm almost out of time here, so I'll leave it here, and I will talk to you very soon. Chiavet Owen, Isval Wanarish, Dotrafigam Arakishna Pol. I hope I said that correctly. Uh, I have a comment about uh, Paul's question on the megalithic sites. One thing that I really like in my visits to Ireland is the way prehistory, history, myth, and legend all seem to live right alongside the modern day. And I'm sure that shapes the uh, thoughts and feelings of the Irish people, knowing uh, that so much has come before them, and it's right there in your backyard. This is, I believe, a good thing. Here in the United States, a lot of people tend to think that history only began a little over 200 years ago, and anything that came before that is uh, ignored or uh, swept under the rug, as it were. So, good on you in Ireland for keeping the connection to the past, and uh, I think it has done good things for you as a people, and certainly is a good reason to go visit. Slán So thanks, lads, for chiming in on that uh, discussion. I would say, Val, um, yeah, it, it, we do have a connection with our past in Ireland, but it's easy to forget that too uh, in your everyday living, right? So I don't know, like, uh, people are aware of their history, um, but I guess a, a, a defining thing about culture is that it's, you know, this fish in water. The fish doesn't know what water is. <laughs> so maybe we do have to keep our eyes open and see what came before us. Um, just as a tangent, I guess, tangential story. I was visiting Rome like a decade ago and I loved it that these ancient monuments uh, were part of the city and <laughs> people just like driving around them and walking past them and I felt this real sense of connection with history because the monuments were so obvious uh, throughout the city so uh, yeah that definitely opened my eyes when I saw somewhere different to what I was used to so maybe that's a lesson for us all opening our eyes to what <laughs> is right in front of us and last listener comment is from Jesse. Here we go. I don't really have any questions or anything. I do like watching your podcast. 
and I'm a fan, I, I enjoy it, and I think you're cool, and I like uh, hearing um, your dialects and stuff of um, your language, so keep it up. Good buddy, see ya. Well, Jesse, thanks so much. And I wonder what got you into the Irish language? What got you this far into the journey? Because most people, if they're interested in Irish culture, Irish history, they never get far enough. Uh, they never allow their curiosity, I guess, to get deep enough into subjects like, wow, the Irish language and how beautiful the language is to hear and how if you speak parts of the language how much of a deeper connection you feel with your 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 clan so there you go um so jesse thanks for listening to the podcast thanks for recording your own comment and for you those of you listening um it makes um makes my day when i get a listener question on the podcast because i know a lot of people listen and it's nice to get that um the feedback basically hearing back from those who are listening so how do you do that you go to www.bitesize.irish so that's the bite size irish homepage and in the top menu if you can find the podcast page and on the podcast page there's a big button and you can just record your question and the the more philosophical the better definitely um, but whatever you want to record for the podcast, it's lovely to have you as part of the podcast. So there is episode 90. Um, 90 episodes. Is, I know it's just um, uh, a decimal number. 90 doesn't really mean much in itself. Um, but it shows that uh, something is there, right? If we ke- can keep chipping away at it, do 90 episodes. Um, th- there's definitely something there that that's worth delving delving into and keep delving into and grow together and explore interesting topics together so there you go Uh, will we hit episode 100 Ooh, i hope i don't jinx the podcast but let's let's hope so let's hope so so until next time and of course thanks to tukumo for their music that you hear on this episode